Lara Courtney was a general practitioner before she suffered a head injury in 2021. I guess it's a bit embarrassing. Um, I was really busy, COVID had hit, so picking up extra hours a week before Christmas in general practice, and I was texting and walking and semi-ran into a tree on my way to work. She didn't think too much of it at the time, as she didn't lose consciousness or vomit. But she did notice lapses in memory, difficulty looking at screens, and tiredness. Everything was kind of numbed a bit, like my senses were a bit numbed. I couldn't, um, I couldn't cope with like bright lights, and um, I couldn't be in noisy environments, and I just wanted to sleep and put a pillow on my head. After a couple of months, Lara's GP friends convinced her to see a concussion specialist. But she says she felt shame over the injury, especially since her struggle wasn't always obvious to other people. I think there's a lot of people in society struggling with this that aren't talking about it. A lot. If she hadn't been a GP with knowledge of head injuries, she says she would have felt like she was going crazy. I feel grateful in a way that I knew what I knew, but it was still really hard. Yeah, because, I mean, if you didn't know what was going on and you weren't getting the right treatment, um, you're not going to really get better. But Michael Hempseed, a psychologist who runs Frontiers of Hope, says that's a reality for many suffering with head injuries who haven't been correctly diagnosed. A lot of people come to us with what they think is treatment-resistant depression. So maybe they've tried medication, maybe they've tried therapy, and they've found their depression doesn't seem to get any better. He says about half of these people turn out to have had a head injury that they never knew about. This is in line with ACC statistics, which show nearly 40% of the 35,000 people who are estimated to suffer a traumatic brain injury each year aren't getting it checked by a health provider. And stats from Brain Injury Outcomes New Zealand show that nearly half of all adults who have a traumatic brain injury will experience persistent symptoms. Mr Hempseed says for many of these people, it's actually a relief when they're diagnosed. They finally have an answer, they finally know what could be going on, and there's a lot more understanding. Tony Foster's a community educator at Headway, a support network for people with brain injuries. She's been looking into research on the link between head injuries and the prison population. A 2019 study which screened South Auckland prisoners found alarmingly high rates of brain injuries. 64% had sustained at least one traumatic brain injury in their lifetime and 32% had a history of multiple injuries. This doesn't necessarily mean head injuries lead to people being imprisoned, but rather, Ms Foster says, rates of alcohol or drug dependency and antisocial behaviour are high in both groups. But she says head injuries may have a negative effect on people's experience in prison and their chances of getting out for good behaviour. They're probably seen as difficult prisoners. Um, they probably cope less with the stimulation that's around them, the noise, the lighting and things like that. So they possibly get into more um, struggles in the prison and uh, you know, interaction with other prisoners is probably compounded by that um, and it puts them more at risk of another injury. The Department of Corrections acknowledges that traumatic brain injuries cause a range of cognitive and emotional difficulties for prisoners and says it works with ACC to support those affected. If someone suffers a head injury while in prison, it says inmates are able to access the same health support as they would in the community. Kevin Alexander says for his head injury, another issue has been getting long-term support. While ACC does a good job of treating people whose injuries resolve quickly, he says for those with long-term issues, the process is difficult to navigate. When you don't fit inside the box, then they go, oh, um, right, well, we're finishing that. 
no explanation, no clarification, no rhyme or reason. It's just, it's like hitting a blank wall. ACC's Deputy Chief Executive of Service Delivery, Amanda Malu, says it's funded a number of supports and assessments for Mr Alexander without a significant improvement in his symptoms. She says his recovery hasn't been straightforward and understands how frustrating that must be. Ms Malu says each head injury is different and ACC and concussion services adapt to each patient's needs. She says the concussion service aims to prevent long-term consequences of head injuries by identifying clients at risk and providing them with interventions and education.